Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's time for another episode of DLS Central. That's right, we're back live and direct. Took a nice sabbatical vacation, but now we're back uh, talking about sports and uh, a lot of good fun stuff. So I know uh, last time we were on the, I was doing a podcast on this, uh, you know, uh, the Super Bowl hadn't happened yet. And <laughs> so a lot, a lot of different things uh, were going on. We we're still in the playoffs. Browns were, were um, you know, they were in a, in a heated battle with, with the Steelers. But, you know, things, even though things didn't work out for my Browns, uh, you know, I'm really, really proud of them um, because they played well. Like, I mean, that was, that was one of the best seasons um, in in the history of the franchise. Uh, I would definitely go that far as to say that because they they were competitive and they really changed their identity. And so my hope is that, and I don't want to say it's on the players because I mean the players are going to play. Um, I think they they see that they that they have a chance to really be competitive for a while. They've got a, a, a good core of, of players. And so they just need to continue to, uh, at this point, it's just about reinforcing what they already have. Um, and I, I think that's going to be really, really important. They have to uh, not just not settle for, hey, we had a great year in, in 2020. No, it, you know, it needs to, well, you know, the 2020-2021 season, but it needs to be better than that. It needs to be something like, hey, you know, that this is who we are now, and we're going to continue to make, to, to, to have the best talent on the field, but also we're going to draft better. We're going to make sure that, you know, we are continuing to make sure that we make the right decisions and pick the right players and be able to to scout properly so that we can continue to keep good players. It's, it's good to be um, it's good to, you know, to have a, a good season. But I mean, it's it's important that we that we keep the momentum going. <laughs> that that's the main thing. Got to keep the momentum going. Got to keep having the best talent uh that we can have. Um they're going after JJ Watt. They they really want JJ and I like that prospect because if anything it just it makes Miles Garrett more dangerous, which is what you want. Uh, because Miles Garrett even Miles Garrett was a beast already. But then you put J.J. Watt, uh, you know, on that squad and Watt gives you length at that position. And he also creates a problem because he Watt's still a strong guy and you have to worry about blocking him. And so if if you, you can't block both of them. So if you put Watt there, then you got Miles Garrett on the side. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Um, it. And it's going to open up more opportunities for the um, 
for the the defensive backs that the Browns have to make plays. And that's one thing I think that has been uh, pretty good with the Browns defense as well as our our uh, defensive back play. Uh, they they really don't get uh, enough credit uh, for the plays that they have made, um, and it's. It's good to watch them. I, th- I think Browns, they've always kind of had decent corners. Um, I think our main thing is, um, you know, we really haven't had a consistent uh, pass rush that people have been afraid of. But we've I always felt like we, we did well uh, with our cornerback play. And so, um, but I also think that probably our linebackers uh, could maybe the the weak link there. Um that's just me, you know, how state how I feel about that. I really do think that um, linebacker play could be better, especially when it comes to running. Um, we, we really do need to make sure that we're not just um, not not just getting good pass rush, but that we're we're guarding the middle of the field well and and uh, not just snuffing out run plays, but snuffing out those underneath pass plays. Um, because those things can be a killer. So Browns, I'm really proud of them, and I really do hope they get J.J. Watt. But even if they don't get J.J., they've got the tools to be competitive for a long time. Um, but, the, again, the main thing, they just have to continue to scout well um, because proper scouting means that they'll always – have like that bank of talent that's one of the things that they could they could really learn from uh the patriots it's like as much as you know the the patriot way is is lauded as well as uh complained about i mean the the reason why they they had the success that they had was just the fact that they were able to scout so well I mean, they really knew how to pick players, and that that's really important. So, I'm I'm hoping that the Browns continue to to learn and continue to grow as a squad, and you know, and, and let this season just be the beginning. And because we were in that game, <laughs> we were in that game against Kansas City, um, and they they caught their way back now. I think it helped that Mahomes was hurt. I mean, as much as you know, I, you don't want to talk about somebody's, you know, being hurt and injured. But I mean, it really did. It, it really did help us out big time that Mahomes was hurt because I don't think they that game doesn't is like that game doesn't isn't as close as it was. Um, without Mahomes being hurt, that that's how I really feel about that. It's like he, with him being hurt, um, it really opened up like an opportunity for them to get back in the game. Um, but it's just one of those things where they were able to hold off the Browns uh, because we couldn't we couldn't get anything going late in that game and and the and to, for what is worth too the Chiefs defense stepped up. I mean that I think that that's been a sore spot for the Chiefs and that's something that they're going to have to address if they want to get back 
to the big game, the offense can't bail them out all the time. And I think they found that out. Um, and especially in the Super Bowl because uh, the Bucks really exposed uh, the, the Kansas City's defensive issues. And it, it's, it's time for them to really come to grips with the fact that they – they need to to be more disciplined from a defensive perspective. Um, they have it's like they and just the fact that they they can't really stop other teams from scoring. <laughs> and so because they can't stop other teams from scoring, it's like any mistakes that they make are just going to be killer uh, to to uh, you know their mission and goal. And when you've got another team that is strong on offense, like the bucks were the bucks, they just simply didn't make mistakes. I mean, and when they did, they were able to, um, I won't say they didn't make any mistakes, but they made minimal mistakes. And even when they did make a mistake, they were able to, to, uh, to get on it um, and correct it before it, you know, it hurt them. And I, I was telling someone, uh, you know, leading up to the Super Bowl that they they needed to play a a mistake free game, just be, especially because of how dangerous uh, Kansas City is. Like I actually, I really did pick Kansas City to win uh, because I just I didn't feel like like Tampa Bay had the discipline. Um, to beat them because defensively they've been they they've been shaky too. It's like they the reason they've been winning most of these games has been uh, because of their their offense. Uh, you know, making big plays. Tom Brady stepping up and and bringing them back and and their players. You know, making stepping up and making the big plays when they need to make them. Um, I didn't think that Tampa was going to beat New Orleans simply because of just how how um like they were struggling through the season but Tampa Bay they they got into the playoffs and it was like they 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 turned on a switch and they were able to ride it out all the way to the Super Bowl they became like the Giants uh when they when they beat uh when they beat the Patriots those seasons it's like they were they were on the road they didn't have a home game but they just they flipped the switch once they got into the playoffs, and you couldn't beat them. And so that that's exactly um, how Tampa Bay, you know, began to play uh, once they got into the playoffs. So sometimes it's just about getting in, because once you get in, is it's a new season, and you have a a heightened perspective. You have to put the regular season behind you, and just focus on. On okay, now we got the goal. This the next goal is the championship, and so and they the Bucks did the thing, but um, and they're Super Bowl champs, and a lot of and a lot of people kind of have to uh, to eat crow a little bit because of what they said about Tom Brady, um, thinking that oh he's washed up, and, and there were times where he didn't look like he had it this year, this season, but at the end of the day. The man led his team to the Super Bowl, and so it's it's got to give much props to Tom Brady. But you also got to give props to that Bucks defense because they played a stellar Super Bowl. But um, back to the back to the Browns, I think the future is bright for them. Um, 
the main thing that they have to stay away from is just injuries. So I think strength and conditioning is going to play a key role in them coming back uh, not only this upcoming season, but also just remaining competitive, period. Um, there has there there has to be a commitment to um, to proper health and conditioning and and avoiding injuries. And so that that's one thing that's that's really going to be key because that, that's like been a a story for the Browns. It's like they they have good player when they have good players, something always happens. Somebody always gets hurt. But because the problem is, it's like we might have one or two marquee names. But then once those names get hurt, now we you know, now we're back to struggling because we don't have those guys. So. That's something that that needs to change. Um, But again, that starts with strength and conditioning and just, you know, treating your players right. Um, Cleveland has to be a desirable destination for for teams. And you do that by how you treat the players. You know, players will play anywhere, you know, if if you treat them right. If you have a if you have a good track record, a competent staff that knows what they're doing, um, you know you will get you'll get players to to uh, play for you, and and because they want to win. If you're a team that that is a winning team, you'll you'll play. People did go to New England uh, because New England was winning, and so yeah, they you know they you know didn't have the nightlife necessarily, but they had an environment where they knew they were going to be in a position to win. And so um, and if you have that core, if you have that kind of discipline, that that's a good environment to be in. So uh, much props to the Browns. I really do hope that they don't rest on their laurels and that they that they build on what they are creating. Um, you know, hopefully the the losing ways of the uh, of the old regime are over. So that we can celebrate the new identity that they have. Um, so love my Browns. And we'll be right back to talk some more uh, sports. Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television? Then look no further than Music Time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip-hop, news, documentaries, and more. And so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community. They're only going to get better. They're only going to keep growing. They're going to continue to increase content. So they've just started out. Their kickoff was the fall of this year. So join in, sign up and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet. Music time. Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuzictyme.com. It's time for music.
Welcome back to the show. And so football-wise, this is going to be um, fun seeing what happens now. Uh, I know um, there's it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens in New England because uh, I don't think Cam's coming back. Um, and the way he played this past season – it's like, why should they take him back? I mean, he just, he wasn't playing well. I know he didn't have a lot to work with, but he just, he made a whole lot of mistakes too that were just very like, what happened? It's, it felt like he, he fell off a cliff this year. So, um, you know, hopefully he lands somewhere. But it, it, but part of that was, I just felt like New England uh, wasn't his style. And so, um, and, and it really showed. So hopefully he lands somewhere uh, that is more his style, more his speed in terms of what he, what he's good at. And, um, hopefully they can utilize, um, his, like his skills better. Um, just because that was, <laughs> that was a dumpster fire. Um, you know, what, what happened with, with that team, um, you know, in him this past year, it's just that was totally unlike what we thought was going to happen and what we thought New England was going to look like, um, especially given Bel- Belichick's coaching ability. Um, so that that's something that's that's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see um, if if you know Big Ben uh, comes back to Pittsburgh. I mean, I probably. It's probably about eighty percent that he's coming back, but I mean, it's there are some some signs, you know, there are some. Uh, there's a chance that he may not uh, come back, and so um, it's just it's, it's going to be really interesting um, to see what happens. I think Pittsburgh is is going to be a a team in transition. I mean, they they started out great. I mean, they were eleven and zero, and it just looked like they weren't. You know, they were going to be world beaters, but then the bottom fell out and they just <laughs> they, they just crashed and burned. And and at that same time, it's like the Browns are really um, stringing together win after win after win. So um, it was great to see as a Browns fan, but it was just perplexing because um, Pittsburgh was winning. But at the same time, it's like a lot of those games they were winning by the skin of their teeth. It's like it took everything that they had to beat a lot of those teams. So, um, and eventually, it's like I, I had a feeling, okay, eventually this is going to end and they're going to lose some of these games that, you know, that they've eked out wins on. And boy, did they. And so, and then for the Browns to beat them twice, once at the end of the season and then once in the playoffs, and then in the playoffs, like that was an accomplishment. I was so proud of them because y'all y'all heard me say I I didn't have <laughs> I didn't have any confidence that the Browns are gonna beat um you know the Steelers in a um in a playoff situation. It's like okay, it's one thing the 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 Steelers is like okay, well y'all got us, but we gonna take care of y'all next week. It's like it's one thing for them to beat them in the regular season. I just, I did not see them beating the uh, the Steelers in the playoffs, and they did it. So, I, I'm I was very proud of them. 
Um, so, but yeah, um, back to Pittsburgh is, it's going to be interesting to see what, what their team looks like and what their team plays like, uh, next year, especially considering everything that transpired. And I mean, they kind of look a little silly. I mean, they, they might look a little silly, be, especially since the AB kind of has a, a Super Bowl ring now. And so that that's, there's that. <laughs> that um, I'm happy for AB, but it's just, you know, you, there, there were some things that, that happened that were on him too. And so, um, you know, but I'm, I'm happy his story um is is going to to end with him being a a champion because he's he's that kind of guy like he's got championship level uh receiving skills and so I I'm glad that he finally was able to to get a ring now another thing that's going to be interesting um uh, I think Russell Wilson's going to be okay but it is interesting to see uh, Russ a little agitated uh, with the Seahawks um, but I, I think that he I think he has borderline good reason I mean yes he's he's made his share of of, of mistakes he hasn't he, didn't, he hadn't had his best year this year I know initially there was talk of of him uh, being you know the MVP uh like being MVP early but it's just those those plans soured, but a big part of that was, I think, not on him because they just they couldn't block for him. <laughs> but they've never really been able to block for for Russell Wilson, and uh, that's their that's their Achilles heel, uh, if you will, is just not being able to block for Russell, and it is starting to get to get um, starting to get a little ugly for you know for him in terms of pass protection so um you know hopefully the seahawks if i'm the seahawks i'm really focusing on that offensive line um because in the in the nfl draft because they there's no excuse for them to have a multi a a, a uh not multi what was i gonna say for them to have a an all-star quarterback um that but that they can't protect. He's he is taking way too many hits. Yes, for for Russ the way he plays the game, um, he does get outside the pocket. But at the same time, there's still ways to protect him, um, so that um, he doesn't have to run for his life all the time. It's like they they need to be able to hold back uh, the Lions for at least. Uh, like three seconds, hold back that defensive line, hold him back at least for three seconds. Don't make him always have to to run for his life and make something out of nothing. And so, um, that that's something that needs to change because eventually you, your quarterback will get frustrated. Um, and there, especially when you look at guys that have had longevity, uh, in the league like uh, Tom Brady and like a Drew Brees and like others. Um, they've they've been able to enjoy pass protection and that enabled them to just carve up other teams. But Russell Russell can't doesn't have that luxury. And so they they need to change that. Um or who knows, they they might lose Russell. Um and so then you, you also don't know what's gonna happen with the 
with the Dak Prescott and in a Dallas situation, it does seem like they are kind of doing him wrong. So we gotta we gotta see what transpires there. They to me he's he's worth the money. Like who else are you gonna get? It's like these these marquee quarterbacks don't grow on trees. And so you've got a competent quarterback in Dak Prescott. Pay the man. Pay him. You're not you it's not like they're gonna get anybody uh better. I think Dak is confident. It is competent. I just think that uh the Cowboys have other issues uh going on that 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 um I guess supersede maybe the the drawbacks of having Dak. But I think Dak's a good quarterback and I think if if they're not careful they're they're gonna make things worse for themselves by not signing uh by not paying Dak what he needs to be paid hopefully it's not too late but uh you know time will tell uh we'll see how things go but NFL great season I I enjoyed it immensely and um you know looking forward to uh, looking already looking forward to to the next season so now on to basketball basketball is in the thick of things we're right before the all-star game and none of the players want to play the all-star game <laughs> or and if if there's players that do want to play the all-star game uh, they're not saying it publicly and i understand why because because of the the stakes and and everything going on with this coronavirus thing i understand the whole need to like look man we just want to see our family like we you know we don't need the all-star game this year because one who's going to come to it isn't it can't, you can't have all-star weekend um, like it used to with the, with us being in coronavirus, uh, you know, era. So why force it? Why have these, why, why force a, a all-star game when you could really just utilize that time to give the players a little bit of a break? It, it makes sense. I don't feel the need for them to force it. I think it'll be okay if we don't have an all-star an all-star weekend this year. I really do think it'll be okay because again, if you're trying to to keep everybody fresh and 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 everybody safe, you're bringing everybody you bringing players from different regions all under one place. That could be problematic. So. I I agree. I I think they need to to leave it alone and you know, give players time to give them a little sabbatical, let them have a little break, spend with their family and and friends and and then come back ready to go um for the second half of the season. That that's how I feel like it needs to go. But we shall see. We shall see what they uh, do. More likely they are going to, you know, play that All-Star game much to the chagrin, much to the chagrin of uh the the players but what can you do now i know lakers they're they're the most you know they're they're the most talked about team uh right now but um it's like they they've got a tall task i know tonight they're playing brooklyn um kd isn't playing um but they also have to have to deal with not having ad so it's, it's going to be interesting to see who wins that game and how it's played. Um, 
I still I think the Nets are gonna win. I I I don't see the Nets like I I see the Nets running the table and winning it all. Um, I I think the Lakers they they won last year. It was good that they won uh, because I uh, I don't think they're gonna beat unless Brooklyn somehow falls to to Philly or or another team in the East. It is is gonna be Brooklyn in the finals, and then um, in the West, West is West is open. I mean, all these teams could beat each other. Um, I, I don't think it's a done deal uh, for the for the Lakers uh, in the in the playoffs. Like, I don't think that. I think that they have a fifty percent chance of winning a, a series against the Clippers because uh, Clippers are good. And I think they is like Dallas could could potentially be a problem. Denver definitely can be a problem. Utah is looking like a problem. Um, and I mean, Houston, Houston lost the step because they don't have Harden anymore. So nobody really fears Houston. I think Houston is going to fall into that first round exit uh, zone. Now, I think they're still good enough to make the playoffs, but they with what they have, I don't believe in John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins like that. I don't I I don't think John Wall is a I think he's he's a he's a star, but he's not a a lead you to a championship star. Um I think he's a supplementary he's a supplemental star like Paul George, um who like if you have him alongside another superstar uh, now you're doing something, but you putting him with with Demarcus Cousins and some of the other guys, he doesn't have enough to to lead them um, to the promised land. He just they don't they don't have the horses to do that. They they have the horses to make the playoffs, but I don't see them getting out of the first round. I just I just don't do it unless they're playing a team that is. It, unless they get a good first, like a good luck of the draw, that first get that first series, and they get a team that is uh, that has less to work with than them. But on all fronts, I, I think Houston and Portland are are in a similar state now, because even with Portland, I feel like Portland is the same way. Like they've they've got enough to make the playoffs. But they just they don't have enough to get beyond that first round, and, and or if they do get past a first round, if they eke past a first round, they don't have enough to 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 push it any further than that and actually get into the later rounds. They just they don't have that talent. They can't beat some of those other teams. So that's the to me that's the story on on Houston and on. You know, in Portland, they they just don't have that second gear, that that second tier um, ability to get to to get past that first round. And you know, they definitely don't have that championship pedigree. Um, and so, and, and if if anyone disagrees with me, I'm like, hey, I, I want I want those teams to prove me wrong, prove me wrong, Portland, prove me wrong, Houston. <laughs> I just I don't think it's in you like that, but we shall see. So. But um, 
but that that's that's what's up right now uh, in the NBA. A lot of a lot of good teams though. I mean, I I like what Philly's doing. Uh, Philly, Joel Embiid is finally playing how he should have been playing. Um, cons- you know, just consistently. Um, he's playing with like like a true big man. It's like he just woke up one day and realized, hey, I'm a giant. <laughs> and I need to play like one because he is dominating. He is dominating and and he's playing um he he's playing like like with like with confidence and and just with force. He's 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 putting his impact on the game. He's putting his stamp on the game. And I know pe- I know Shaq uh is getting a lot of I guess negative negative press right now and, and rightfully so because he's you know he's he's dogging out you know just he's just saying comments about people that he doesn't need to say but i will say that shaq this, this is you you can kind of credit shaq for this because shaq was like saying like man what are you doing like he was he was on joel mb's head about his gameplay and his mindset and i feel like joel mb really um, Joel Embiid really turned a corner um, recently and just has been playing a lot better. And, and I, I it's, to me, if I was Shaq, I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to see. This is this is the Joel Embiid that I know can be a world beater. He can be a world champion. So we got to I, I think Philly is in the driver's seat um, to be the toughest challenge for Brooklyn in the east i think uh miami is still miami's gonna be there but i feel like miami lost a step i think the reason why uh miami got as far as they got last season is just because the other teams um they just they didn't play up to their potential and they i think they underestimated miami which is why miami was able to to get to the finals um, especially if you were Milwaukee. I mean, to me, that was Milwaukee's window right there. That that was Giannis's window to to punch through and get to the uh the NBA finals because that would have been great. I think people would have wanted to see Giannis versus LeBron in the NBA finals. Like I I think people would have wanted to see that, but um Bucks they just they're they're missing something and they, and and I know people are getting on Giannis like oh he's not he doesn't have um like he's all athleticism but didn't have skill um I think it's 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 bigger than that I think it's just something where the bucks the bucks don't have the horses either um I think Giannis covers up a lot of their issues but not but uh, not all of them. And those issues get exposed in the playoffs. So that that's um, what's going on there. But I'm, I'm excited to, to see how this, this, these playoffs play out um, in the NBA. So, but um, it, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited, but yeah, wow. Philly, Philly's looking good. Um, I think, but I, but I think that this year is going to belong to the Nets and, and, and shame on them if they don't win it all. You got three 
perennial all-stars. You got two NBA champions. And you got you got just a probably one of the best scorers in NBA history. All on the team, all on the same team. How can you not win it all? I just I, I don't see anybody beating the Nets in a seven game series. <laughs> not even LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I just I don't see it. Prove me wrong, everybody. But I think this year belongs to Brooklyn. Now, the Warriors have just fallen off. It really, to me, we in this race, we're talking about who's the MVP. Klay Thompson's the MVP because you got Stephen Curry and Draymond still playing, and they are struggling. Like, they are... They still they may not make the playoffs, but it's because I mean I I feel like Clay is the real engine that makes the Warriors go, and if you put Clay on this team, I feel like they win a lot more of these games um, that they're losing, and so if you want to conclude that, it makes you look at Steph a little differently. Like, hmm, was Clay? really um the most valuable player on the team because he opened up so many opportunities for Steph to be Steph. I know it's kind of far fetched, but I mean it it just it makes me wonder, especially with how they're struggling. That and the fact that I mean, yeah, Dre Draymond isn't isn't playing his best game. And I actually think that he might be declining a little bit um, just as a player. He can still he he still is very active and he does things um, off the ball that help the team win. But just. His stat lines are so weird. It is just it just makes me wonder if how, how you know, if he's ever going to return to. Uh, championship Draymond Green because he's he's far from championship Draymond right now, so that's that on on that. And I know there's a um, a debate going on of with you know player respect. Um, I don't want to get into that, but I guess I I see but I see where both sides are coming from. Um, I, I still do think that the players deserve um, to be treated with more dignity from their teams. Um, and there shouldn't be a double standard of the player looking bad and then the, you know, but the organ and people ridiculing them if they ask for a trade or whatnot, but you know, the team, uh, you know, just deciding, Hey, we're going to trade you. And there's, you know, nothing you can do about it is because, because we're trying to do this. So I do think that there, there is a double standard there, but how do you attack it? And here's the thing too about this about money. Um, we really need to get out of people's pockets. <laughs> we we really do need to get out of people's pockets. Matter of fact, let me let me uh go go to a break and uh then I'll come back to talk about that because that's kind of been on my mind. All right, one moment. Hi everybody, Damon here, and I'm happy to announce the release of my eighth book, Simon vs. Peter, Moving from Instability 
to stability. When Simon met Jesus, his life and his name changed. By calling him to be Peter, Jesus set a war over identity in motion on the inside of him that would play out all in the four Gospels. Jesus has done the same with us. This book is for anyone who wants keys to overcoming the instability in their life and becoming the stable person God called us to be. If you'd like to pick up a copy of this book, uh, you can find it on Amazon and you can also find it on my website, which is smithbooks77.square.site. Pick up great literature today. Okay, back from break. So, as I was saying, we really got to get out of people's pockets. I mean, we we like to say, oh, you know, these athletes are are making billions of dollars and they need to shut up and stop complaining about things. But it's like we look at, at how much they have going in, but we don't know what they have going out. We don't know what what things that they're responsible for. We don't know who who all they're supporting and we don't know the cash flow that's involved. We don't know what they're what they're trying to get out from under or what they're trying to build um, you know, with that with that finance. It's like we don't know their, you know, the ins and outs of everything that, that comes with what they have and and the taxes that they have to pay and and you know this thing things other hurdles that they have to face uh you know with you know having money, so it's just we really gotta get out of people's pockets it's like we we see these reports, we find out how much they make and and we like to act like well, because you're making all this money you 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 can't speak on certain things or you not, you know, you, you can't have an opinion because, you know, or, or you can't say this, or you can't say that because man, you making money, then you making more money than all of us. You need to quit complaining and crying. But so everything isn't about money. Some things are about the principle and that that's what Draymond is talking about. It's not about, you know, People like to bring money into, oh, well, you you getting paid millions of dollars to do that. How you just shut up and dribble. No, I have a voice. You can't just uh, shut me up and, and and put me into a category just because you don't like the fact that I make more money than you. It's like <laughs> I have an opinion and I need to be able to, to, to voice that opinion too. You voice your opinion. I need to voice mine. We all have to be able to to respect each other's opinion, even when we don't agree. Um, but just because someone makes millions of dollars doesn't mean that uh, they they don't have gripes, they don't have frustrations, um, that and that there aren't inequities that need to be addressed. Even um, you know, with those who are making you know more bank, so we we really again like we really have to stop being in each other's pockets and trying to figure out how much, you know, because somebody does this, 
that means they can or they can't say this or that. Um, Draymond's talking about an issue as it relates to equality and and respect, you know, from team to player. And he he's not wrong. There are inequities there. Um, and so it's because there's things that the, that teams do and that they don't get criticized for it. Uh, whereas if a player does the same thing, they do get criticized for it. And there should be there should be equal criticism. If you're going to talk to the player, if you're going to come at the player like that, then when a team does things, you need to come at the you need to come at the organization the same way. There needs to be uh, equal opportunity uh, correction. <laughs> It, 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 rather than you know just saving it all for the player um i know people are trying to bring the whole james harden thing in there um i think we can all agree that the james harden situation some of that was just on him not handling it like he like he could have um but he was still out there you know playing um, but I think with with Blake and and Andre Drummond, it just it it's a waste to have them out there on the bench if you're not going to play them. Like I mean, either play them, put them in uniform, let them let them ball out, or you know just say hey, you can you can chill at home. Will you don't need to be on the bench because it's just it's, it's silly. You you wasting their time and it's not a good look for them for them just be sitting out when they hey I could be if I'm sitting on the bench and Streetco I could be playing because I'm not I'm not benefiting the team by being out here so there there's some things that need to be worked out with that so NBA NBA is uh is in you know a really fun place at the moment there at the at the mid-season of things, at the All-Star, uh, you know, break, it is going to happen. I don't think they need to have an All-Star game, but it's a it's a contractual obligation. So, um, you know, it's it, it's something that has to happen. Plus, the league is trying to make trying to make money. That that's really what it is. The, the pandemic uh, going on, it really has um, like they have to work extra hard too. To, to continue to um to to fund the league and everything so it's like they need all the exposure that that they can muster just to be able to pay everybody and everything so i know the players may not like it but um it's like the all-star game there's a way to there's a way to do it i think safely and so they they gonna have to figure it out now it is a risk for the nba uh a league brass because if if you get a major amount of players star players getting sick then it's like well okay well they told you there's no point in in uh having an all-star game but y'all ain't listen now you know folks are are sick so it's just that i think that's a a calculated risk that they're taking um with the with the all-star game i don't think again i don't think they need it um not this year i think you try it next year but with everything still being um it's like you're trying to get through the season you're trying to get through the season you're trying to get through you know get through the playoffs um with with fair with minimal uh 
casualties <laughs> from a COVID-19 standpoint. So it's like they're already canceling some games and everything, and some players have had it. So it's just it's best to to keep it simple. That way you can make it through the season to where more games don't have to be canceled and you can have a you can have a, a competitive playoffs because this playoffs again this playoff looks good and so I would hate for something to ruin that so but it, it, but in any event it's gonna be fun and you know I know um I know the I know the stars they're they're probably gonna um really put on a show even though I know they're not gonna want to be there. Uh, but they're they're still gonna put on the show. But a um, lot of lot of good narratives going on, and I'm just looking forward to seeing uh, how everything plays out uh, in the end game because there's a lot of lot of different uh, scenarios that can be had in terms of what the uh, the end of the season looks like, and so. Now this upcoming weekend on Sunday we got uh for switch switching to wrestling uh, we got uh, the elimination chamber so that's gonna be uh, brutal it's always a brutal uh a brutal pay per view so if you're a wrestling fan uh, you know check that out uh, it's gonna be hard hitting and it's gonna uh, really set the final stage uh, for the road to WrestleMania where you can really um, begin to map out what that WrestleMania card uh, could potentially start looking like. And so that's kind of like the jump off point towards uh, walking towards WrestleMania. And so with that being said, uh, thanks for listening today. Sorry it's been so long once again, but you know, it's, you know, we're back and it's going to be consistent and, and look out for uh, another episode of the, uh, the, um, you know, the Bible podcast. Uh, that we're doing the wise and the foolish that's going to be dropping soon. And so uh, again, with another new episode. So thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Like share, subscribe, uh, and we'll uh, be back next week with more sports talk. All right. Take care. Peace out. Hey everybody. Damon here. I've written many books and one is a children's book called watch your temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site, pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way.